0: Good morning. It's 8.30. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Governor Phil Bryant was inaugurated yesterday. We'll have excerpts from his speech and responses from state lawmakers. Then President Barack Obama gives his final State of the Union address. And a Tupelo company with a new tool to help student-athletes play safer.
1: What our device does is measure the impact and collision forces that are applied to the head and neck, and we can tell based on those dynamics that such an event is possible to have occurred.
0: That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Governor Phil Bryan's second term in office is underway following his inauguration and an address to Mississippians. During his speech, the governor outlined his successes and his future goals. He took the oath of office on the steps of the Capitol as the 69th governor of Mississippi Tuesday morning.
2: Today, I am surrounded by family and friends who give me strength and support during this crowded hour. It is only by the grace of God and their unconditional love that I stand here for you. Blessed far beyond my ability to understand, I remain resolute in my faith and humbled by their confidence. And of course, the woman who has been my highest inspiration. No one here today has been more sincere to her family, her husband, and the wonderful people of this state. Deborah has been my First Lady for 39 years, and I'm so grateful she will continue to be Mississippi's First Lady.
0: Governor Bryant reminded listeners about the mandate of the Declaration of Independence. He also paid tribute to the Civil Rights Movement and to Mississippi's workers while pledging to uphold the Second Amendment.
2: We must understand in this great republic, the people are the sovereigns. And we, their elected officials, are but the servants. And in support of this principle, our founding fathers declared we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. In Mississippi, we have always experienced mutual success when we have adhered to these guiding principles. When we recognize the undeniable truth that all men are created equal in the eyes of God, we brought an end to the dark days of segregation. This occurred in large part through the determination of the Civil Rights Movement and the courageous men and women who gave their very lives for freedom's cause. One such freedom is to participate in the American dream. To take responsibility for one's actions. To be gainfully employed. And hopefully to reap the benefits of those that hard work. There is nothing more American than hard work. As President Reagan once said, I believe there's no better social program than a job. Today... You have my pledge to work as hard as humanly possible to make Mississippi the most job-friendly state in America. Our people are the best workforce in the nation. And we will make certain the world knows it in no uncertain terms that Mississippi works. As a right to work state, we have assured workers the freedom from intimidation and interference in their desire to seek economic security by helping them establish not just a job, but a career. For our continued belief in and support of the Second Amendment, we have protected all our law-abiding citizens with their constitutional right to keep and bear arms. In today's threatening world, this right has become more important than ever. As governor, I defend it with unyielding dedication. Since its founding, our freedoms have been defended by Americans who have put themselves in harm's way.
0: The 61-year-old governor vowed to defend religious freedom and school choice.
2: Through the passage of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, we have guaranteed the people their God-given and constitutional right to express their religious beliefs without government interference or persecution. We have emphasized this freedom through the redesign of our state seal and reaffirmed our national motto, In God We Trust. With the special needs and charter school legislation, we have provided more choice to parents, they now have the liberty to send their children to the school where they can receive the best education and care. See, individual liberty must exist for all our people, but they cannot be confused by the expectation of an individual or collective privilege. There are rights in our society and there are privileges. For example, it should be a parent's right not just to privilege by income, or social status to take his or her hard-earned tax dollars and send their child to a school they choose. Unfortunately, there are some who are content with keeping children trapped in failing schools. We should heed the lessons of history and not stand in the schoolhouse doorway and resist school choice in the name of district integrity or average daily attendance. I see little difference when a parent's power to choose is taken away, whether by a school board or an offensive state law. If it is good for the child and preferred by the parent, let it be done. Imagine with me a Mississippi where schools compete for students. We have a fair system of funding while insisting on quality education for every child in every school, where good teachers are paid well and incompetent ones are replaced. Where early childhood learning will be available to all children when parents understand that education first begins in the home. Unfortunately, not all parents are adequately prepared to begin this process. So we should assure some basic learning is available in every child care center. Particularly those that are supported by your tax dollars. Imagine a Mississippi where every classroom is designed for the student's success. Which third graders must learn to read at grade level rather than being socially promoted. Where teen pregnancy, where teen pregnancy doesn't rob a child of an equal opportunity for success a Mississippi which 90% of high school students graduate and begin a successful path to a career or college. This is not impossible. Kathy
0: Sykes is a Democrat from Jackson who represents District 70 in the House of Representatives. She spoke to MPP's Desiree Fraser about the governor's speech.
3: The address has some high points and some low points. Uh, I was very encouraged on his statement about uh, job creation And uh, not only do we need to create jobs, we need to pay our workers more and treat them with dignity on the job. I was encouraged when he spoke about us working together because there are certain things that we should support as a state. That's quality education access to health care for all of our citizens.
4: He mentioned telehealth because the state is doing well
3: in that area.
4: No mention of Obamacare.
3: Well, that's just something that we need to work on because so many of our citizens could benefit from the expansion of uh, the Affordable Care Act. And that's one of the issues that my constituents sent me here to try to help and, and make a difference on because a healthy citizenry creates a healthy workforce, and a healthy workforce affects our economy, and so everything goes hand in hand. And the bottom line is, the more that we do to ensure the health of everyone, it it affects us all in a positive way.
4: In terms of education, are you for school choice? What do you think about that?
3: I support public education. My mother and father are both retired uh, public school teachers. So instead of trying to dismantle our system, we need to find what works and try to duplicate it uh, across the state. Foster care is a serious issue for the state. Yes, it is. It's very serious. It it really hurts me when uh, I think of our innocent children who uh, are abused in any way. I'm now a a grandparent, and uh, as a grandparent, I'm even more so concerned about the welfare of our children. And as a state, we have to do more. And that means we need to hire more case managers to follow these kids when they're placed in the system. There's so much talk about budget cuts. But when you cut budgets, you also cut services. And because of these cuts, that's probably the reason why some of these kids are falling through the cracks, because we don't have enough public service workers to, to follow these kids. And they're getting abused and, and, and misused in, in our system uh, that's designed to take care of them.
0: MPB's Desiree Frazier with State Representative Kathy Sykes. Tommy Gallant is a Republican state senator from Biloxi. He spoke with Desiree Frazier.
5: Phil Bryant's been a, one of the outstanding governors that we've had, and we're going to continue this four years, and I believe that he's going to bring more industry in. We're going to do more building in Mississippi, and especially the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We just It's going to go like a house of fire and really build uh, the Mississippi Gulf Coast.
4: He talked a little bit about traditional values, and he mentioned traditional marriage.
5: That's right. And uh, he is a God-fearing man, and he's going to have one of the best uh, four years of any governor at this time.
4: What stood out about what you heard from him today?
5: Well, the things that uh, he's looking toward the accomplishments of Mississippi and education and everything else. And uh, that's what we need. We need the governor and lieutenant governor and the legislature all working together to help bring Mississippi forward, and that's what's going to
4: happen this, this four years.
5: There was no talk
4: about the flag, and that issue is likely to come up this legislative session.
5: Probably the issue will come up, and there's a good possibility that we will put the flag out there for the people to vote on it again.
4: In terms of education, he talked about school choice for it.
5: That's right, and he is talking about the same things that I'm in favor of, and we're going to work toward that and his many, many things that he brought forth today. We're going to work with him and the lieutenant governor, Speaker of the House, to do many of those things.
4: Anything that you didn't hear that you think is important?
5: I heard just about everything that's really important that he brought forward.
0: MPB's Desiree Fraser with State Senator Tommy Gallant. Up next, President Barack Obama's final State of the Union. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
5: Financial news changes by the very minute. Domestic and global markets are crazy. China's not about to move away from buying U.S. Treasuries. The European Central Bank wading into the Spanish and Italian government bond market today.
3: The whole debt ceiling debate made us look dysfunctional. We all know that. That's okay,
5: though, because we're here. Marketplace, it's the business show for the rest of us. It's from APM, American Public Media. Listen to Marketplace at 6 on MPB Think Radio.
0: If you're print impaired, MPB's radio reading service is here for you. Our dedicated team of volunteers bring the world of news and entertainment to you. For information and to see if you qualify, call us at 601-432-6301.
2: Hey, this is Dr. Rick. This week on Southern Remedy, we're talking about your mental health and probably mine, too. We'll talk about dealing with what worries you and how good stress relief exercises actually improve your quality of life and your blood pressure. I'm bringing along clinical psychologist Dr. David Elkin, so take a deep breath, it's going to be all right, and join us on this week's Southern Remedy, this morning at 11 on MPB
1: Think Radio.
0: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Technology and athletics have a long history, particularly when it comes to innovating safer ways to compete. A Tupelo company, Hyperion Technology Group, is getting ready to test a new mouthpiece that will measure the impact of head collisions so players, coaches, and doctors can help prevent concussions. We spoke with Gerald Godbold, co-founder of Hyperion, about the BrainLink mouthpiece.
1: The Brainwink mouthpiece is a a device that has been invented and developed here in Mississippi it's a new type of uh, athletic mouthpiece designed for young athletes ages 7 to 17. It has embedded electronics in the mouthpiece to sense high-impact collisions which affect the head and neck. And these are the types of collisions which are which are known to cause concussion and or uh, mild traumatic uh, brain injury. So the whole idea is upon a, a high-impact collision, the device will alarm, and that will signal referees and officials in the game that that affected player needs to be how, taken out. How does
0: it alarm? Does it make a noise?
1: There are three high-intensity LEDs on, on the device. So um, uh, when there's an event, those LEDs will start flashing uh, very brightly. So it will be obvious to both the player and to uh, other teammates and officials that the device has, has gone off.
0: Is it the same kind of mouthpiece that a kid would wear during any football game?
1: Very similar. Uh, so so there are different styles of, of mouthpieces for, for different sports. And What's common in football specifically is this is called a bull and bite mouthpiece uh, where you heat the mouthpiece in water and it conforms to your upper jaw or upper teeth. This is very similar to that. The difference is we have sensors embedded in the uh, structure of the mouth guard that place devices very close to the roof of the mouth, and that's very close to the uh, center of gravity of the brain. And by monitoring those sensors during play, we can tell exactly what the head and neck area uh, um, is doing uh, dynamically when a player takes a hit.
0: Well, what other sports would this be used for?
1: Certainly we're anticipating uh, any helmeted collision sports, such as football, lacrosse, possibly hockey. But we're also very excited to be developing a version for soccer. One of the interesting things are uh, everyone knows of the concussion risk in in football. This has become sort of prevalent in the past few years, but not many people know that there's a a very high risk of uh, concussion in soccer. Specifically, in girls' soccer, there's about a 68% higher concussion rate than in boys' soccer, which is interesting. And we want to make sure that we can apply this technology for that problem as well.
0: We haven't even touched on a concussion. Can you tell us what a concussion is? It is a brain Injury.
1: Well, a concussion is also known as known as mild traumatic brain injury, and unfortunately, I'm not a doctor, so I would I would sure. uh, probably defer to medical folks with that training to maybe better describe. But I guess uh, what I'm asking what is,
0: this are. device will be able to tell officials and physicians that a concussion has occurred or some type of brain injury.
1: The device is not a medical device, so we're not. The device is not capable of making a diagnosis of that. that that that's a that's a medical determination that that has to be done by professionals using a protocol that's done off the field what our device does is measure the impact and collision forces that are applied to the head and neck and we can tell based on those dynamics that such an event is possible to have occurred so the more severe the event the higher likelihood that that a concussion has occurred and so there are accepted thresholds in in the industry for comparing the physics of these events to rates of concussion so we can know if there's a, a certain magnitude event the player needs to be brought from, the, brought from the game and evaluated.
0: You said that it can show levels. Is there some kind of printed readout or a monitor that shows that information?
1: Yeah, sure. So the device has a has a tiny Bluetooth radio, uh, very similar to other fitness devices, such as uh, you know the, the the health monitoring watches and heart rate monitors. Works exactly the same way. It can uh, electronically tie to a cell phone or or a tablet computer. And so when there's an alarm, there will be a very convenient means to bring that data up on your phone, and and it will allow the uh, the uh, medical professional or trainer on the sideline to see the magnitude of the event, and then to go through a concussion protocol checklist to evaluate evaluate the player, and know that the player is okay to return to the game. And when that determination has been done, all of that data is logged on the cell phone or tablet. The alarm is cleared electronically on, on the mouth guard, and all of that data is recorded on an Internet-based database for future uh, uh, future review by by parents and physicians.
0: This sounds so high-tech. What did it take to develop this? How many years, and, and is there a patent involved? And Tell us about that part of
1: the Brain link technology was invented by Dr. Sonny Rush at Rush uh, Sports Medicine in Meridian, Mississippi. Dr. Rush is a, is a uh, renowned orthopedic surgeon, also an inventor, and has several uh, uh, sports medicines uh, medicine patents in addition to the mouth guard. Over the past two years, we have developed the device based on his concept and uh, it's taken about two years of R&D in the laboratory and then another uh, several months of product engineering to turn it into a device that we can uh, take to market. But all of that work has been done here in Mississippi and we look forward to uh, continuing to work in Mississippi and, and hopefully produce the device here.
0: How much time do you foresee before this becomes a reality on football teams and other sports teams in the
1: state? We hope to have the device in widespread distribution by the end of this year. We're looking forward to working with several local schools during spring training and fall practice to do some further product refinements and testing. So we're excited to be working with some schools here that will uh, allow us to test it on um, on local kids.
0: Gerald Godbold is co-founder of Hyperion Technology Group and pr- product manager of BrainLink. And thanks so much. We look forward That's to hearing there. about the progress of this.
1: Okay. Have a good day.
0: Up next, President Barack Obama's final State of the Union. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
3: An evening of jazz can be just what the doctor ordered. Take the greats, Ella, Coltrane, Dinah, Miles, and Monk. Mix in the contemporary giants
4: like Schur, Hour, Crawl, Malone, and Benson. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz.
3: 7 to 10 weeknights on MPB Music Radio. You can stay in touch with MPB even when you aren't listening or watching. On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, you get programming updates, news on upcoming events, and a behind-the-scenes look at what goes on at MPB. It's all interactive, so you can comment and share, too. Connect with us at MPB Online through your favorite social media account. At MPBonline.org, you're one click away from your favorite
0: MPB shows and content. MPB news stories, TV and radio schedules, and streams of MPB Think and Music Radio. Visit MPBonline.org. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Hours after Mississippi's governor took his oath of office for a second term, the chief executive of the United States gave his final State of the Union speech. President Barack Obama spoke to Congress for the last time in that setting Tuesday night. Matt Laszlo reports from Washington on how Mississippi lawmakers are responding.
6: In his address, the president attempted to set the nation's eyes on the future, whether that's a decade or more down the road. But the message rang hollow to Mississippi Republicans. The state's junior senator, Roger Wicker, says the president's seven years in office have been a disaster.
2: I I see the the, um, slowest, most tepid recovery in the history of recessions. Uh, I see a world aflame and the United States disrespected.
6: Mississippi Congressman Benny Thompson disagrees with Wicker's assessment. He's the top Democrat on the House Homeland Security Committee. He says the GOP has been stoking fears over the Islamic State and he's glad the president sought to calm those fears by describing them as a manageable enemy.
4: Uh, If we make ISIS out to be more than what they are, uh, then we've fallen into the narrative.
6: But Thompson says the highlight of the president's vision is when it comes to domestic policy. He lauds the president for calling for improving access to technology and for making college more affordable.
4: I really want to see how he's going to make colleges bring it down. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the incentives are. Uh, I would support it. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, just from a technological standpoint, uh, I'm one of those states where uh, the internet and broadband access is a challenge. And I want to see what are the incentives to bring it so that kids in the most remote area of my district uh, can be served.
6: Republicans do think their party will be able to work with the president on trade policy this year. But that's an issue where the president angers his Democratic base. For MPB News, I'm Matt Laszlo in Washington.
0: Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for local Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9, it's Fix It 101. Then at 10, Everyday Tech. And at 11, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. If you missed part of the show, you can listen to episodes of Mississippi Edition on our website, mpbonline.org. You can also download our free radio app, free, free, and listen to the show as a podcast whenever you want. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 830 for the next Mississippi Edition, only on MPB Think Radio.